live from a deluxe stadium in the sky. Mm-hmm. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. That's good. I did, did no one see the standing stuff? Because I feel like this is an action. So like, moving on. Down. It's the Jeffersons, not the standings. Raise your voice. Oh, that's nice. Sorry. This deluxe new stadium, this is like a 45,000 seater, is it? Like, yes. Temporary. Uh, <laughs> if, you like, right. if you like deluxe scaffolding, yes. That sways in the wind. Who doesn't? With no, with no lighting. All right. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast is going light on the pasta opinions this week. We're sorry, it cannot be a regular thing. Uh, but we do want to th- say thank you for all of the great feedback on our candid conversation with John Molinaro last week. Uh, really appreciated his honesty. And hey, who doesn't love TFC stories from the bad old days? So much fun. Um, on this week's episode, we talk about the CanPL's latest announcement of an announcement. Ooh. Uh, talk some world fitty, a bunch of TFC and more. And now to this week's panel. Still not really all that happy about the Super League. It's Duncan Fletcher. True. Why does pasta need to be different shapes? That's the big thing I don't get about pasta. Depends on the sauce. Why? I don't know. Variety is the spice of life. Yeah. Why does it all? Why how, do you how, is, how is bolognese sauce going to taste different with spaghetti versus with some easy to eat shape of pasta? See, if you have it like with like penne or rigatoni, more of the sauce will cling to the pasta. So you get more sauce with every bite. Like a meat tube. Exactly. Sounds like a good thing. Yeah. But sometimes with like an oil based sauce, you know, that'll cling onto the pasta no matter what. So you can do like a fettuccine or a spaghetti or something. This conversation's already silly and you really don't have to. Yeah, I see what you did there. Thank you. Yeah. You All can't right, put well. anything past me, Mark. Ah! Something Scooby-Doo, go. All right. Well, loving the Europa League. Welcome to Mark Hinckley. Yeah, yeah. You know what the best part about having a team that kills a team in Europa League? What? Having shit fucking owners that are still goddamn there. Oh. Sorry. I know it's a twist. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, Mark, Mark giving into the dark side. Keep raging. Angry Mark. Fuck. Fuck the Angry blazer. Mark. Do, 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 do. Angry Mark. Do, do. Into the sun. All of them. And take the, <laughs> take, and take the patriarch who's in the dirt. Take him with you. Okay, yeah, I'm all for that. Is, is your problem well, they're that, kind of one and the same, aren't they? So, is is your problem that they want to completely uproot everything for the sake of a super league, or is your problem that they've just sucked giant amounts of money out of Man United and stopped Man United from just dominating everything for the last decade? I'm gonna go with yes. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Fuck them. Uh, for everything. Fuck them for everything. Seems reasonable. All right, he's back, potentially in pod form. I don't know, he doesn't have his camera on. Say hello to Tony Walsh. It's just an honor to be part of the Kristen Knowles podcast stable. You're like the Bobby the Brain Heenan of podcasters. Wait a second. And we're just a bunch of ham and eggers, so. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess two. that makes two of us Bundy and Stud, I guess. And I'll be Dino Bravo. 
Sure. <laughs> oh, only, only good things happen to him. Why not? Yes. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, boy. Yeah. As for me, um, yes, I am on the entire internet. Uh, shout out to uh, Way From The Numbers Everyone. and the Premier Podcast for having me on their shows last week. Uh, I am your host, Kristen Knowles, and now this week's show. Again, the underground is in the house. I'd like to send a shout out to the whole world. Keep on doing the Humpty Dance. And to all the ladies, peace and humpiness forever. Before we get started with a little CanCon, uh, we got mail. In a VMP first, our your favorite nonsense podcasters received a package at VMP Towers from one of our footy friends, uh, Annie Hart. And now I have been staring at this package since before 9 a.m. this morning. And the suspense Ooh, there's is... a joke about Kristen staring at packages. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> yes, yes, there I is. I can't quite, can't quite seal it. What, what's the joke here? Anyway. <laughs> Sounds like uh, every other day, right? We were instructed to not open the package uh, until we were recording the podcast. So more on that later on in the show. Oh, I know. Now, is it bigger than a bread box? It is not. Say, how big okay. is it? Can Jefferson Sotaldo, whatever his name is, whoever you pronounce it, can, can he be fat if fit in there? Um, she mailed you Jefferson Sotelo. She has not. No, mm, okay. it's, it, it, it is. It's, it's not very a, small. Then. It's not a substantial package, but it's it's you know it's not it's it's not big enough to have even contain him. Well, I for um, one am riveted. I, I know, as you should be. But first, CanCon. All right. So there's not a ton of CanCon this week, um, but there's a, a couple of things to discuss. Uh, really quickly, though, you can watch uh, Ashley Lawrence and Jordan Heidema take on Barcelona and Jesse Fleming take on Bayern in the very wee hours uh, on Sunday morning in Champions League play to see who gets to the final in a few weeks so there you go it's okay i'm sure you're up on some uh, japanese podcast or something anyway <laughs> probably mm. uh, that seems harsh if they're having to take on those whole teams all just all by I themselves know, just by themselves i know yeah. i thought it was really unfair too but uh-huh. they are you good, know though. i think the I rules think... change so rapidly in 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 football these True. days you know yes. it's just three two the, the, they're gonna have trouble with defense but i think they're gonna score more so oh not predictions no okay <laughs> Um, so one of the things that we've talked about and lots of people mentioned online is, you know, what's happening with the uh, CanPL. Um, the CFL last week, uh, came out with a, an announcement that they've pushed their season back to, uh, later on in the summer. And as there's a, a fair amount of sort of CFL support or, dovetailing shall we say between the two you know within the campl you know like got everyone thinking if you weren't already like we we knew that there's no way that campl is starting uh on the may 2 4 weekend so you know cfl is starting the beginning of august apparently around so uh 
civic the civic holiday i think but we still hadn't heard anything from the camp yeah it was like crickets hello hello and we were just going to talk about that today but then uh the commish clackers himself uh came mm-hmm. out with uh with a letter to the fans basically saying nothing um but five uh, paragraphs of fluff five paragraphs of fluff but the first like the first line is so it's it's why isn't it dear you know it says dear cpl supporters and the first line should be something like we know you're anxious to know what's going on. We miss you guys. We're really looking forward to playing in front of you this season. No, the first line is, on top of adaptability and innovation, when describing the Canadian Premier League, I want to add perseverance and hope. As, as a supporter, I don't give a fuck about that opening line. It's but so thanks, Clax. You're a supporter with a capital S, though, Mark. Uh, yeah, and a T and a TM at the end, apparently. Mm-hmm. Or according according to my season's ticket money. <laughs> yeah. that, uh, it had all that had all the warmth of a super league owner. Like seriously. Yeah. And you just... know all this flexibility and everything? This is why there's no union. You can't have flexibility with a union. You have no. to maintain this famous flexibility that the CPL is famous for. Exactly, and adaptability. Oh, oh innovation. You know, you know, oh. you can't innovate if there's a union. Unions stifle that all the time. Oh, like, oh. They just squash the innovation. They're so mm. they're so they rigid, take your and money. unbending, and take all your money. That's right. You certainly can't have any hope when there's a union around. Good <laughs> God, no. Joyless fucks. Anyway, um, so the the letter, you know, signifying nothing other than the fact that, yeah, the there's going to be a delay, but they're not going to tell us about it right now. No, nope, they're going to tell us about it on May 15th. Ooh. Why May 15th? I have no idea why May 15th. <laughs> it's going to be like a gender reveal party? Ooh, I hope so. <laughs> that doesn't sound exciting. Yes. I was going to say, what's going to explode this time? It's going to be York United, and they're going to be called York 33, because that's how many people. <laughs> <laughs> identifiable chunks there will be. Something, I would just, this is all about where, you know, this year's version of the Island Games is going to be. They're going to explode something, and it's either going to be potatoes come out of it to say, eh, <laughs> Island again, or something else. It's, it's just a whole bunch of nickels Star, come out of it. Starfish? We're going oh, to no, that's it. mean. That's mean. Let's not do that. They're alive. Um, uh, a a uh, bubble reveal party? You know what, Duncan? I like this idea. I would get yes. excited for... Yeah, well, let's, let's really venue build reveal up party. the... Yeah. It's a polar bear. We're going to Baffin Island. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, there's... The update is on a weekend, so we will talk about it afterwards, unless it leaks earlier, and then we'll talk about it then. But anyway, it's an announcement of an announcement, as is the KMPL way, so there you go. Um, can, we, yeah, ch- can we change our new uh, CPL rumor section to clackers leaks? <laughs> or leaky clackers. Leaky clackers, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got some leaky clackers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> David Edgar uh, has uh, returned to the handies. Yay! Not as a player. Oh, as a coach. Oh. Yay. I mean, 
why not? Apparently he's coming back as an assistant coach. Um, I don't know what he has in ways of qualifications at all. Um, but congratulations. Welcome back. Good job. Yeah. Has, has he ever in any way been involved with Sigma? Because it feels like he's way too involved with Hamilton if he hasn't actually been involved with Sigma. That's a good question, Marcus. I don't know. I think he did math once and you uh, have to do Sigma in some of the more advanced shit. So. Point. Yeah, yeah. There was that one time he was in a sorority. Or he was in a sorority. Yeah. Sigma Phi, Sigma Phi, Sigma Phi. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like him. Yeah, I don't see anything, you know, like he, no. So maybe just with so welcome diversity. Yes, just so, uh, yeah, exactly. So he's outside of the usual Sigma bubble, um, which can only speak well like good for him you know it's i i think it's good if players are passionate about uh helping you know helping players develop and passing on their experience and that sort of thing then then why not right you know you've got a someone obviously who knows those players and things so hopefully it's not a bad thing i'm not sure how it would be really a pr thing i know this is a league that loves their pr well, listen, we're always we're always shitting on the lack of uh, Canadian coaches. They got to start yeah, somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. So, so the, why not? Why not start here with mm-hmm. the best, the current best team in the CanPL? Makes a lot of sense. So, congratulations, oh, you, David. Did you, did you hear that, Mark? She's putting a mark against Forge's name. The current best team. What? I mean, it really that is was an team. accurate statement. Yeah. How as is in, that as, shade as in, at all? As in, as in, soon to expire like a bag of milk. Mm -hmm. they may be the best right now but the starfish are going to come out and and totally beat them this year yeah Mm. well that's the subtext pony boys are trying to steal our better players not our best ones because they're not going to get them no one uh, wants a beaten starfish oh god you see that shit once changes it's like a casserole down there Mm. jeez (laughs) Jesus Christ, stop it. <laughs> Moving on, you twisted fox. Uh, Gold Cup. So there's a Gold Cup this summer, as we know, and um, it Ooh. should be... Who, who won the hosting for this one, Kristen? Well, Duncan, surprisingly enough, not uh-huh. at all, uh, the, the host cities are all located in the continental United States. No. I know. That's I know. It's been so long. Yeah, I was about to I was Justice really, for Hawaii. really <laughs> surprised. I said continental. Sorry. I know. I said um, justice for Hawaii. Oh, they get to escape Tony, it? Good. Screw, screw Hawaii. They had an NASL team. They had their chance. That's right. Justice for, Ala- <laughs> justice for Alaska. <laughs> so other than the still the absolutely bizarre choice to host the final in las vegas which i just cannot wrap my head around but whatever um so why not las vegas Kristen? what why not las vegas it just loses it's, lots in town it's 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 like having you know a, a big boxing match and that sort of thing you know vegas loves a fucking uh showcase event to to bring yeah. the big money celebrity oh yeah the, the celebs are coming out for this one and yes. oh yeah you're oh, right yeah. you're right you're right what was i Me- thinking i mexico mexico's I, facing floyd mayweather in the final 
Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, Man, you're... that weigh-in that ceremony is going to be yeah. feisty. Let me tell you. They, they, they can host the final, you know, sort of midday, so right when it's hottest, and, you know, the Canadian team will just melt like they're Barry McWigan. <laughs> 1980s uh, Northern Irish boxing reference for you all ah, ah, really, oh, really, yeah. hidden, really hidden our demographic. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. That's 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 yeah. the niche of the niche. All right, mm. so um, I thought I was going too hard on the wrestling shit. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> the clones cyclone, uh, a very uh, Northern Irish man. And uh, oh yeah, you're going to go off and fight in Las Vegas where it's really hot. And oh dear, this doesn't go well for you. So part of the, uh, and again, which I also love, you know, in the middle of the summer, let's, with the exception of Kansas City, um, let's host all the matches in, in southern states um, where it won't be really hot at all. And that won't be terrible. So um, Texas is the big winner, is, is, is basically what yeah. is happening with this. Because six of the nine venues are in Texas. It's like the Great Great Lakes World Cup. It's it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Um, Austin, ah uh, yes, the the Austin Celtic get to uh, show off their new stadium um, by being part of this. So yeah, uh, Arlington, Houston, Dallas, uh, a different stadium in Houston because you know. Uh, Austin and Frisco. Uh, so all the MLS clubs plus, and then uh, the Sporks and uh, Exploria from Orlando. And um, Toronto, see uh, hosting Gold Cup games? Amazing. I know. And Arizona, because why not Arizona? Well, every, every, every time. Again. I mean, it's ridiculous that it's every year in the States, but I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that, you know, but money, at the same money, time, uh, well, yeah, and infrastructure. I mean, there's not a hell of, I mean, not in Canada, we could probably put on some kind of gold cup, but I mean, eh, there's not a ton of choices in CONCACAF to host a no. tournament and that's, like and Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. I think but there's a, at, go ahead. At, at least slowly, there are more and more actual football stadiums are being used you know rather than hot hot stadiums it, like it used to be all just nfl venues and you with embarrassing crowds you know those double headers at least there's a, a lot more just actual football venues now and the bigger nfl stadiums are probably being held for semifinals finals and those usa mexico matches so yeah i mean it's ridiculous but it is what it is gold cup's kind of ridiculous anyway That's a good point. I mean, the Gold Cup's kind of ridiculous. Around, yeah. That's a it's, it is a good point. Like looking at the list, you know, like Cotton Bowl. Uh, I'm not sure about State Farm Stadium. I don't know if that's like the renamed University of, of Phoenix Stadium. I don't know if that is. I I'm not it, sure think, either. Yeah, it's in it Glendale, so yeah, I think that's where uh, the Cardinals play. Um. Yeah. Okay. It is the former dome, or sorry, it's it's the former University of Phoenix Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Okay. So that. But even then, um, what am I looking at? It looks like uh, three. Like that's, uh, you're right though, Tony. Like it's typically like um, Soldier Field. Yeah. Great, mm. great. 
a crowd of 12,000 looks amazing in the 70,000 seat fucking cavern. Well done, guys. Um, you know, they'll, they go for, because they figure every game's going to be attended like it's USA, Mexico, except it's, it's, except it's Trinidad not. versus Guatemala. And that's fine. That's a good match. That's a good match. That's not. Yeah, back that up, to Back that up, back. Back it up. Yeah, it's not 80,000 people in Seattle. Good match. Okay, that's 8,000 people. Sure. You know, you lump it in with season's tickets. Why not? Um, I, but I think I think that's a good point. I, I feel like it's a better, it'll be a better stage. And I think it's like, it'll look nicer on TV. Like if you're only going to get 8,000, I'd rather see it in a 20,000 seater than a 80,000 seater. Mm. And not to say they won't get poor crowds, but I mean, if you're going to play it in a stadium where, you know, soccer fans tend to congregate at because of, you know, soccer games, um, you might get the, you might get the person who goes, oh, there's no games on this weekend. Sure, I'll go to the place I normally go. So, uh, well done, well thought out. There's also the, um, and I, I neglected to mention, the because um, there's the preliminary round, uh, still, the, you know, the 12 nations who got through CONCACAF Nations League, there's still three spots left. Uh, so that's being held at Miami Vice's stadium um, in the first week of July. So again, a nice, cool locale where there's no chance that, you know, the play will suffer because it's really, really hot. Um, I think that's really, for me, other than the fact that it's always in the States and surely there could be, again, right now it's pandemic time. So it's harder to do cross-border stuff. So this year, whatever get to pass i just i just keep looking at the fact that with the exception of kansas everything is in the hot hot climate and to me just logistically it makes no sense in terms of you want quality football and i don't know but that's just me um i'm not going to the matches so my comfort does not matter um so yeah we will uh we will see this we'll discuss this further come july um but yeah so there you go gold cup woohoo exciting mm. as always it's made of gold <laughs> All right, uh, a little world footy, or maybe a lot of world footy, depending on how all of this goes. Um, when we had uh, JMO on last week, we, we, we touched on this. We didn't uh, necessarily get deeply into it, um, which, of course, is the, the Super League. And it's, it's, it's rise and it's lightning quick fall. Uh, although, has it completely fallen? Not entirely. It hasn't. I know it hasn't. Um, there's it's 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 going to it's probably going to happen at some point in time it's not obvious it's obviously not happening right now but there are still clubs involved that have you know not said oh no we're not doing this anymore we've backed out no 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 they're still like 
oh no, we're, we're going to do this. Just not right now, but it's happening. Um, and, you know, you saw that, you saw the reactions across like fandom and then like, politicians getting involved and pundits and everything. And it, it was a really, it was, a, it was, it was, it was a crazy few days when it was all happening to have the immediate reactions, um, which were, you know, split between, well, why wouldn't we do this to, are you fucking mental? What is wrong with you? Uh, kind of thing. So um, Duncan, I'm going to let you lead the discussion on this just because I know you have some thoughts. Mm. Um, yeah, well, I guess I'll start with the, the, the thing you kind of ended there, that it was a crazy few days. Sure, it was. And then, you know, things died down and, oh, there's Premier League. That's fun. And then Champions League semifinals. Wow. Oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. Huh. Can you can you imagine they wanted to go away from this? And what the fuck, people? What the fuck do you think the Champions League is? This has all just been steadily progressing towards all of these things the whole fucking time. Go back to 1991 when it was still the European Cup and propose something where fourth place in England gets to qualify, but first place somewhere else, no, you've got to go for about five different freaking qualifying rounds to qualify. Then there's going to be a group stage where everyone plays a guaranteed six games, and then it'll actually get through to some kind of knockout tournament. Oh, and everyone that actually gets involved with this gets to make a shitload of money so that they can just like completely entrench whatever advantage they have i think people would have been pretty fucking outraged about it back then but no everyone fucking loves it now football fans are all fucking hypocrites that's my uh starting thing that's quite the that's quite the opening salvo duncan yeah. and then you're know, not just football fans you're know, fucking like pundits and everything sort of gary fucking lineker i bleh. He's on like, oh, you came out on Twitter. Oh, well, I hereby say I'll never work for this Super League. Fuck you, guy. You're all about the fucking Premier League and the Champions League and what have you. You fucking love this shit. So, yeah. Gary fucking Neville, nice words. Shame you're speaking them into a fucking sky microphone. That kind of takes away from it, you fuck. Um, yeah, anyway. It's, it's obviously going to happen. I'm, you know, meh. And everyone will go along with it quite happily because, you know, well, they're my team. I can't abandon my team. Sure you can. If you fucking hate what your team is doing, if they disgust you and embarrass you, you can abandon them. They're not your children. You don't have to keep supporting them. But you will, fuckers. Anyway, um, that, 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 I'll stop there for now. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, rebuttals, uh, gentlemen. I'm not sure where to go no. with this. What are you going to rebut? There's nothing to rebut. It's actually it's, it's it's right. Like and but I mean, going back to the original point of fan resistance, I don't give a shit. They don't give a toss about fan resistance. Yeah. Fans are customers. Legacy fans, according to you know, I, I think that was Liverpool's owners' words, um, which we would be of said clubs those of us who support those but i mean they don't care about uh the fan resistance they cared that those fans resisting were potential customers and more importantly they so quickly tainted the name of this league that it, it would be hard to get advertisers on board right away with it and that's what they care about this is it was a dirty named product within 48 hours and, but it, what scares me more it, it's yeah it was sickening when it was going on especially the shame of having a club you 
support it for you know decades and decades being part of it that sucks but um i get more scared when it's quiet i'm more scared now because now is what's going on behind the scenes where they're beavering away at how to make it just slightly more palatable to more clubs and more attractive to the next tier of clubs who would have been left out but now maybe could have a way in that's that's mm-hmm. what's frightening because that once they crack that nut I think it seems like they were rushed into the announcement somehow, like either it was going to get leaked or whatever. And I don't think they were fully prepared to flesh out a full communication, of it, you know, because it was such a terrible job. If, if they, if this was their PR release, Jesus Christ, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, it, it seems like it was a bit rushed and that's what the worry is that they're, they're now going to be secretly beavering away at, at, um, finding a way to get the next tier of clubs, with an offer so lucrative to them that and that it will tip the balance in their favor and so it's not it's not going away it's mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. and you know and i know we're we're going to talk a little i'll leave it for when we talk a little bit about the changes made to champions league coming up that just plays into their hands it'll come back and next time it'll have uh, a media partner and a whole yeah. bunch of sponsors already behind it, yeah. and that, that especially the media partner, you know, will make sure there's enough you know, pundit type people out there that are saying, "Yeah, you know, this is a good idea. This will lead to some great football. I don't, what a treat this is going to be." There'll be enough out there to kind of get over the initial furore and keep going, just like the Premier League did, just like the Champions League did. Yeah, and I think there's, that only, was- there's only there's only one way to stop this, and and that's and it's being talked about, but I would bet my house it'll never happen, and that's legislation in Britain on on ownership, because without the six mm-hmm. British clubs, it's not going to go very far. Um, so, and I know there's a lot of talk, but that's all it is, in my opinion. It, it if you have legislate ownership rules, uh, you know, similar to what happens in Germany and stuff, but. That's really no easy task. Never going to happen. Even, no, it's not going to happen. Even if you could get the political will, the legal infighting from that of of forcing ownership to change, you know, their structure, it's just not going to. Probably not in my lifetime. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I think that's the only way to to cut it off its knees, and I really don't see it happening. And like Duncan said, and, and yeah, and with all the uh, the hot air from broadcasters who are working for a broadcaster who wouldn't have been part of the pie. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what happens when, when they're uh, get an even more lucrative contract from whatever streaming service or, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. is the official streamer of the European super league. Well, and that was the thing that surprised me the most that, yeah, obviously, like, as you guys said, that this kind of something forced them to, to bring this announcement out ahead of time. Like with with their all not all their ducks in a row, and the fact that there was a lack of a media partner is is huge because that is that's the big thing for world sport, especially for football, right? It's it's pretty much it's all on streaming services, um, and if you don't have that, well, hey, check out our shiny new competition, and this is how everybody is going to get to watch it and this is who's going to talk about it and these are yeah the sponsors and everything like to not have that as part of their shiny unveiling package was was really surprising considering 
the some of the people involved not all of them they're not all they're just all seeing dollar signs but you know generally this is in the in this day and age that's something you have to have as part and parcel so um yeah they're obviously and and, and interesting as well to see dazen distancing themselves from it hey it wasn't us we're not involved don't look here yeah but that was because it looked so bad so fast it, oh, all the yeah. rats jumped all the rats jumped off the ship in a hurry yep so now we'll just see how many of them can swim well i mean that's the thing and that's and, and that's what i i think i i'd say i don't think uh there's any chance you see it in existence for the 2122 calendar because it's just too raw at the moment but a year from now and enough time to and all it's going to take i think it's I, they know now they know the weaknesses the weakness was the you know how closed a shop it was that it didn't involve enough clubs they the need other- once once they get a couple of the French clubs and a couple of the German clubs. I know everyone's going to say, oh, it won't happen in Germany. Well, let's see. Once I they open the it other... up. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I think the other thing that, yeah, like looking at when this will relaunch or be more palatable is that, and the other is that they'll be doing it in hopefully non-pandemic time mm-hmm. because you you know you want the added allure of getting to go to these matches right but now. I don't think they care. About, I don't think they care about that. This is TV league it's money. It's a TV, yeah, but it's a TV league. I don't even think the stadium. It's almost making stadiums redundant. Come on, that you, you you they every owner of every sporting team in the world misses gate money right now. No, yeah, but this definitely the, do. Yeah, but this like, would gate almost, money is huge. <laughs> Yeah, but but for this small group of teams, it would almost make that a a, a little icing on the top. Like I don't even think this is where the you know, yeah, gate receipts they're, used to be the bread and butter. They like their money. Anytime they don't have their money, oh, they are unhappy. I, I, this is I, more I agree, money for them. The rich always yeah, want more money. I agree, but I'm saying this league could probably survive with a live studio audience. You know, mm. it, I, I, they're not going to get, I don't, they're not going to give a shit if a bunch of guys from North London are going to a match at Arsenal or Spurs or a bunch of people who've gone to Liverpool for years, you know, are in the cop. I don't give a fuck. As long as, uh, you know, a billion people in Southeast Asia are watching it. I, I disagree. I, I think, I think butts in the seats still means, still means a lot. And we'll also go a distance in bringing sponsors and bringing uh, I, I, I pundits it's, and it, things like that on board. It's eye candy. That's for them. They don't care. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it, it adds to the experience, but they don't give a, a crap about the fans other than how they add to the experience. It's nice to have a crowd in the background for these games. It makes it seem better for the television audience. Oh, I don't think they People care. Really care I, it's that. dollar mm. signs. There, I, would, I kind of feel like uh, we saw it first in, in American sports where where we can i say we owners um owners can treat the fans like shit as long as they promise a good product whether the product's any good is another story you know that's your wins losses right but like let's take let's take toronto for example and let's take their hockey team for example you know you can as long as you keep selling them a bill of goods that you know tradition greatness haven't won a cup in 45 years if you if you keep if you keep it up that this is like you're 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 getting elite sport an elite sport 
costs money if you want elite sport in your backyard for the team you support. And like, fine. You know what? If you're gonna charge, if if you're if you love hockey so much and you're going to pay three hundred bucks to go sit in the nosebleeds one game a year, I know that's not what it costs, but fine, go ahead. But those are twenty thousand seat stadiums. Now we're talking about hundred thousand seat stadiums, ninety thousand seat stadiums, eighty thousand seat stadiums. Like a buddy of mine went to a Barcelona game last year, the year before, obviously the year before. Sorry, the year before. And he said it cost him 250 bucks to sit in like the second or third deck. I'm like, holy shit. That's a lot of money <laughs> for a game against Girona. Like it, like it was just, that's insane. And that place gets filled every night. Yep. So like teams like Barcelona who don't have an owner, Real Madrid don't necessarily have an owner. They, they don't have... They got loans. They got bank loans. Like they are, both of those teams are dying so hard right now. Your your English teams that all participate in that. I mean, obviously the the debt load will be passed on to the club. Not, you know, why would why would Mister Red Sox or Mister Arsenal uh, eat eat the loss? Why would he do that when the club can do that? But they're they're going to be fine. They're going to be solvent. So the idea that like they still need. They still need fans, absolutely, but it's trying to shift the mindset. And I feel like the people who are involved in this are trying to take that North American mindset and see if we can cram it down the throats of anybody who just happens to like football. You know, like the whole, it's almost like the, the old man United joke. Like, uh, I can't, I don't know what motorway it is. Motorway is backed up. Man United must be at home because most Man United fans don't live in Manchester. Ha ha ha. Except now that's, you could arguably say that for so many other clubs around the world. Um, and those are the people who might be like, ah, oh, you know, I don't care. I, don't, I only go to one game a year. I don't even go to games a year. I can't get to it. It's too far. It's too expensive. So what super league, those are the people you're going to appeal to the season ticket holders have been there for like 40 years. They're what the fuck? Like they're the ones are going to be mad, but they're going to be replaced. So back to the, I forget. I'm not sure who originally said it. Yes, owners don't really care about the fan. They don't care about the supporters. They just care about somebody buying a ticket. As long as it's yes, fine. And that seems to be a very North American stamp, like mindset. So this, so, so like it's impossible for anything to go back to something that reflects like, you know, the European cup days where, it was legitimately a merit thing. And yo, you're the champion of this tiny country. You have the equal chance as the champion of this country. Big country. Sure, that's great. I, that's, I, short of a complete fucking groundswell revolution, that ain't coming back. But also to the idea of like these owners coming in and fucking everything up, looking for money, trying to raise money, trying to make more money than last year. Fuck the fans. Fuck what they want. Like... This, this whole exercise really, ex it's almost like the evil plan was revealed maybe five, 10 years earlier than it was ready to do. It hadn't mm -hmm. quite matured yet. It hadn't quite, it hadn't quite grown in the womb enough for it to be, walk on its own two feet. I know they've been clamoring it quietly, sometimes publicly for the better part of what, a decade now, at least? Yeah. Oh, at least if not two, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, it's like eventually it's going to happen 
it's taking the shit that happened in the Premier League when it was no longer the first division. They're just looking to take more money for themselves, fuck everybody else. Now it's just on a European scale. We want money for ourselves, fuck everyone else. And mm-hmm. I mean, eventually they're going to pull it off. Eventually they're going to pull it off. I would love for it to be the fact, I would love it somehow that it's not the teams like the 12 teams that, that broke off this time in 10 years time. How many of those 12 will still be one of the 12? Probably most of them, but maybe not all of them. Like I want to, I want to believe it won't happen, but you're, you're asking these billionaires, some of which it's their investment. Some of them it's like, you said, like they don't care that it's a cultural thing. They don't care that it's a, a part of a neighborhood, a part of a city, part of a country. They don't give a fuck. Does it, does it, is it making me money? Okay, sure. I'll invest. They don't want it. They don't, Kroenke doesn't want anything to do. He doesn't want to be a part of Arsenal. He doesn't give a fuck about Arsenal. He just wants money. Glazers don't give a fuck about, about the Stratford end. As long as it's filled and did it make us money? Yes. Then we love the Stratford end until it stops making us money. None of this surprises me. None of this surprises me. I, I just I can't wait to see what kind of bullshit's going to be spun when they do actually finally pull this off. And Tunkin, you're oh. absolutely right. You know, yeah, you are not you are not committed to fucking any team for life. Like, mm-hmm. and it's true. Like I've, like I'm I've I've been conflicted for the last at least ten years, probably longer. But like when when it was really apparent that these guys are complete assholes, not like I. They might not be complete assholes. No, they've been complete assholes for almost since they showed up. And every time they do something really good, I don't know what it is. Let's, I'm just giving benefit of the doubt. Then, you know, it would be revealed that six months later, there'd be even worse shit that they did. That's like, oh, you fuckers. <laughs> so like, like, I'll be honest. Like I've, I'm, I know who I'm going to leap to. Brentford, by the way. I was gonna say I know it's Brentford. So. Spoiler alert! Worst, going worst Brentford full time. Worst, worst, worst I'm kept moving, secret I'm, ever. I'm moving to East London, yo. Um, you, you, you don't even have to wait until they get promoted to the Premier League to see them on Dazzle. They're on Dazzle all the time these days. Uh, not they're like once every couple of weeks, but I know what you mean. The darling I mean, Dazzle. Brentford matches in the last in the last thirteen months than I've seen in the previous thirteen years. Thank you, technology. But, but like, like it's it's also low stakes. I don't really give Manchester United a lot of money in general. I've probably given Brentford about as much money as I've given Man United over the last say four years. Truth be told, sure. It's, mm-hmm. But like, like I don't. I I I want I what I want to believe though is when they do pull this off, these asshole billionaire fuck you fans owners when when they pull this off how long can they sustain their level of bullshit before they realize the new fans that they brought in don't give a fuck for this soulless thing and they know the old fans aren't coming back i want to know i want to i want to see who there will i don't know if it'll happen to all of them john molinaro last week his Juventus stance made total sense. Mm-hmm. I this is this is this is so much my club. It's a part of me. I understand. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be those well, people. There are absolutely going to be those people. But is it going to be? Is there going to be enough of them to buy season tickets and show up every week 
at an insanely higher price than it was before because it's Super League. Can you, can you, can you find that line where you can fin- try to almost financially break a fan just because they've still got undying support? but not completely break him so that they can't go next year because they're broke or they just can't afford it. So they say, I'm sorry, guys, fuck it. I'm out. That's, that's the entire game trying to find that point and staying just on the right side of it. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I still scoff at, at, at leaf ticket prices. I only go to leaf tickets because Leafs because one, I hate them Two, They overpriced overcharged. They've been overcharging for years and three. eh. Anyway, they are the Manchester United of North American sports. Yeah, with, with far fewer trophies. So, um, but I go to them because like they've been overcharging for so many years. But there are so many people who have money, I'd love to meet, I don't know any of these people, who can afford to go to games all the time. Or these corporations that keep stumping up for tickets all the time. You know, that's fine. You know, whoever props them up, whatever. It ain't going to be me. But that's, again, a smaller number of seats you need to sell. Old Trafford is way fucking larger and Manchester is smaller. So, and they got, a, they got, a, they got another team that's trying to do the same bullshit too. So you, you mean Salford? No, well, I meant FC I meant United. The, I meant the citizens. Ah, uh, yeah, those Salford, guys. They're, they're at least another 30 years away before they get their invitation. Yeah, they're, they're, they're on their way. They're getting there <laughs> annoyingly. But anyway, yeah. So, yeah. um, so everyone you, loves football coming. right now. Everyone's so happy that mm. this is the sport that they've chosen to to love and follow um, for their <laughs> for their entire lives. You know who doesn't get into Super League shit? Rugby league. Now, there's a sport for those of you who are not sure, I'm completely fucking sarcastic. It's quite comical, and it happens like every 20 years. Oh my so. god, seriously. I feel like every time I blink, there's a new rugby super league. So Anyway. Yeah. anyway. There, there, there are a lot of, lot of very good points there, Mark. Uh, one that I really feel I need to, to circle back to. I feel you think, uh, you referred to him as Mr. Arsenal. I think you'll find Stan Kroenke really, really likes more Mr. Colorado Rapids. That's, that's his identity. That, that, that's that's the one thing you, you brought up there. That Rapids man really needed. Uh, Which yes. one is worse, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Uncle Walmart? That's the Uncle answer. Walmart. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, Sorry, uh, if, if my if my points were scattered, like completely scattered, they mm. kind of were. But I apologize. But I hope. But, nah. I hope, but so I hope is some the state of, of European sense. football. What's that? I said, but so is the state of European football. Yes. Exactly. Yes. You, know, you, you know what's funny? You know what's funny at the end of the, at the end of the day, and I think this is the uh, this is what I fear, and this is maybe the, the hurdle they could they need to overcome. If that threat hadn't come out about Premier League or you know UEFA, however it would have shaken down, kicking those six teams out of the Premier League, if that had been mooted, then I think this could have gone through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Should they uh-huh. be punished? Uh, let's let's well, leave, yes. leave the Italian yes. teams and Spanish teams alone. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, yeah yes. I, I, 
what's, uh, there has to, what's fair? There has to be punishment, but I don't I don't know what's fair that where you don't simply punish the fans of the team rather than the yeah. people who orchestrated it. And, and other than fines, right? You know, but yeah, never but fines, gonna do fines that. get passed on to the fans too. Yeah, yeah <laughs> true. They raise docking prices. Points. They raise concessions. It, it, Do- the I mean, points is they, they're doing fans. I'm from Europe for a year yeah. or two. I, yeah. I, I like that one. Keep I know, points. but still, you go to Europe. These points ain't getting you anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the only thing I you mean, have to play for is to win the league. Yeah, huh, the, yeah. League, the league really counts now. Yeah. Mm. Well, exactly. Everton is still going to the Champions League. <laughs> I mean, they've, they've, they've taken small moves like taking the chairmans of, or the uh, yeah, mostly the chairmans of those clubs off of major uh, committees that make a lot of the rulemaking and financial decisions for the league. But I don't. I, anyone who thinks that's going to last for any long term. Or will have, you know, mm-hmm. that they won't find a way to get their tentacles in the decision making, is probably being a bit Pollyanna. But it, it, it's it's a really hard question of how you find the punishment. There has to be punishment, but I don't personally. I don't know where the line is that doesn't just cut the fans off of the knees. And yeah, I I know I I hear what you're saying, Duncan. And the clubs are not your kids, but you know, I I feel for. 60 70 year old men who've been there for forever in their seats you know don't know any different and don't can't even fathom supporting another club like yeah and and the feeling that gut that feeling in your gut that hurts like that you don't know what to, that existential crisis of you don't want to be a part of it but you don't know how to be not a part of it, it it's it's hard mm-hmm. and it's gross and it sucks I feel like one thing that they're really trying to do since it all went wrong, they really seem to be kind of pushing the idea that, you know, the, the clubs themselves had no idea. It was just the owners. You know, it's like Jurgen Klopp's out there as if, well, you know, we had no clue what was going on. And I know that that's the bit that I just find like hilarious. Really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see why they're doing it. You know, they want it to be all like, oh, yeah, you can love your club. I mean, hate the owners, but love the club. You know, love Arsenal, but, you know, fuck Stan Kroenke, who glazes out, but still love Man United, all those sorts of things. Because, yeah, all right, the owners don't give a shit. Most of them, you know, they're not coming to the games. You know, they're not, you know, they don't give a shit. They're going to just keep counting the money. They don't care if people hate them. But, oh, yeah, keep, you know, don't you guys give up on the club? Fuck that. The clubs, the, the executives, you tell me it's like Ed Woodward and Daniel Levy and all of their equivalents weren't in on this the whole fucking time? Fuck. Right off. They oh, yeah. Totally Those, all, every single one of them has a board. The players, of maybe it, not. But, 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 yeah. I, I, I don't know how far it goes down to the training pitch, but each one of those has a board of 15 to 20 people and they have communications with players and managers and stuff. So, yeah. 100%. I mean, it, it wasn't a vacuum. Yeah, it's the, the also, it wasn't the club. Absolutely, it was the fucking club. But I'd like to go on record and saying I'm just fine with Stan Kroenke and whatever he wants to do with Arsenal. <laughs> I think he, I think he's doing a bang up job. He's doing an amazing job. Like, keep it up, Stan. Like, bravo. We're we're here for you. You have and our I say support. That, I, and I say that deeply entrenched in my glass house. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Yes. All right. I mean, he That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, no super draft for no you. No super, super draft, draft for you. For Arsenal. you. Arsenal are a really good advertisement for how you know, this sort of thing, it's, it's pretty much already there. I mean, they've been 
shit and mediocrely managed for about a good fucking 10 years or so. And it took me a really fucking long time before, you know, just the basic, right, well, the economics of com- you know, qualifying for the Champions League means you get a shitload of money. You've got a massive advantage. It doesn't really matter if you're mediocre because you've got a shitload of cash anyway, and that'll help. It took them ages to finally sort of drop out to the point now where they are, you know, not qualifying for like the Champions League and yeah, ninth or tenth in the Premier League. That's about right. And it's ridiculous how long it took for them for their results to actually match just how shittily they were being run and managed and owned and you know that's that's what we've got right now you've you know it's not all about oh competition anybody can win blah 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 no there's huge fucking financial advantages that are baked in for all of these big clubs already agreed all right well let's let's, at least we have the heartwarming men city versus psg to get over all this proper grassroots football that was real football yeah that was real football so let's pivot two persian royal families teams pits against pitted against each other it's what wafa stands for yes okay so let's then let's then let's talk dear gods uh about champions league um okay guys this we let's try and keep this under half an hour okay good luck um i know i know was a very effective smoke screen for these changes i i don't even really sure that i know what the arc is it's just another gradual little step towards the super league Mm -hmm. you know champions league has been broken for a long fucking time yeah so now what what much is there to say this i mean it it, well i was gonna say what the changes are but no that's Ah, okay all right so what are the changes jesus christ i'm trying here folks Um, tons tons more matches Eh, more teams so instead of instead of the well there's more countries right you know you can go online and look up this information yourself since apparently i'm not going to get to give it to you it's okay i was supporting what you were saying not interrupting god damn it (sighs) because there was more there's more games. Well, obviously, there's more te- more countries, right? No, there are no more countries. We're just fucking front-loading the shit out of this thing. So dumb. Mm-hmm. So dumb. Mm-hmm. So if you just Google UEFA Champions League changes... There'll be a hyperlink in the show notes. Yeah, we know. We'll just we'll just link it. It's fine. It's fine. This is like the best podcast format uh, I think. Going, just hey, this thing happened. Google it. Yeah, stick it to Google. <laughs> yeah, if you go to MLS, yeah. this thing happened. Google it. Everyone's Google. listening UFC on a phone talk. anyway. This is where we link it up to you. Google is Google is free. What's what's Kristen? What's your favorite thing? You always is you got a computer in your hands. Well, that's because you never look up anything yourself. It's because I um, research beforehand. I'm yeah, known whatever. for it. So Champions League. Anyway, we don't have to talk about it. I just thought it was a natural no, thing there, for us to discuss. There's a, there's a lot to... Post. No, it's a good thing to discuss. The, the changes are uh, a dual-purpose bad. They would you like, would you like to, to talk they, about the changes, what they are? No, no not people? really. People could look it up on Google. No, screw it. I'm telling you. Shut up. Everyone stop talking. So oh, there's going to be... Kristen reads the news. Four more... Oh, fuck you. Four <laughs> more clubs. Um, instead of 32, it's going to 36. Uh, and they're going to play four more matches each. And there's going to be... So everyone gets more chances to test themselves against a wider range of opponents. That's a direct quote from the mm. UEFA website. 
Um, and also raises the prospect of fans seeing the top teams go head to head more often earlier in the competition. Mm. Um, and the new format should mean that there is more to play for right up until the final night of league action. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, the, how are they determining the slots, the available slots? Um, you know, it's the third ranked in the championship of the fifth position. Anyways, it's a lot of, let's just add more clubs. Like, like Brentford could be qualifying for this. That's right. Mark Hink is Brentford. One yeah. of the additional places mm. will go to the club ranked third in the championship of the association and fifth position. And the oh god, this is making my head and there's also, reading it. And there's also the coefficient thing where a team that has performed well in Europe over the last two years, even if they didn't qualify for this Champions right. League, gets suddenly in. yeah, it's okay. So now 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 go ahead, go give go forth with your opinions. I'm done. No, I, all I was going to say was, was that it, it has like a dual shit purpose. I mean, for it. it, it emboldens those 12 teams to say ah they didn't listen to us this is exactly what we didn't want more a glut of the calendar and you know too many matches and blah 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 even though they don't care about that they love it but um you know and then overall it's back to it's back to what duncan was saying at the beginning about you know before champions league it's just that this is just a muddled watered down like just I don't, I don't know. I, it's I don't just, want, it's like, not. It's not the spirit of the cha- what? What champions league? It's not even about champions anymore. Yeah. Like the like the name is 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 an oxymoron, really. Like I, I kind of I kind of felt like the the European Cup felt more like uh, like like boxing pay per view, in the sense that you know you get like you get one crack at this or two two legs whatever one round of this, and the winner keeps going. Like, it's not like, oh, well, you know, we'll get Barcelona next, you know, in three weeks time and we'll get a draw, but we'll still admit like there's no there's no drama in the group stage. It really I, like it doesn't no. it doesn't it doesn't captivate my imagination and it rarely has. Like when you get like, a, you know, two two behemoths that happen to be on opposite side of the draw who end up in the final. Sure. Yeah, that's happened. And it's totally happened. But I've. I've not been excited for a group stage game. I don't think ever. I'm like, oh yeah, it's on. I can watch it. Sure. That's not excitement. That's, I happen to be here. And to say I, that a late group ra- stage match is going to have, but that's just, yeah. there's no money. In it. Oh, I agree. To sit, And to say a late stage group match is going to have more drama to the last night. Oh yeah. Shakhtar versus Spurs, like, you know, deep into the sixth round battling for how many, how many in the groups, Kristen? Can you Google that? Is it nine? <laughs> battling for yeah, but whatever. Battling for the bottom two spots. There's no relegation or anything. What's the drama? You're just yeah. playing out the string. The punishment is you go to play Europa. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But uh, the funny thing is that uh, what I do like. The only thing this is the sweet justice of the whole thing is that this is not what those twelve big clubs wanted, right? Uh, but because they were doing all the shenanigans behind the scenes and telling Wafa, oh yeah, we're on board with this. We're on board with this, knowing that they were building Super League and not realizing it was going to go tits up. But this plan, which they don't like, they were nodding to and saying, yeah, like you heard uh, the Wafa chairman say that the Liverpool owner had told him the day before they were on board with it. And so they were so busy making the stupid Super League that they've allowed, they're now forced into this instead. So that's at least a bit funny. <laughs> Indeed. 
Although I'm not <laughs> crying for them because mm. they'll still make shitloads of money. One other thing, and you know, this is maybe going to be similar to the quick question I asked John Molinaro, but quick question to you, Tony, because uh, you know, weren't here before. Um, Jose Mourinho, a, that whole thing, your thoughts on that? Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, quickly, though, you know, like that's... The, 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 yeah. Well, his, the, the dismissal was... Um, I, I was I, I was so fucking sick of his shit. The watching his brand of football was awful. Obviously, the, the dressing room was a, a nightmare. I mean, the whole idea of just bringing him in, of not supporting a coach beforehand who played a brand of football that was better than we had ever played before and had success, you know, almost like we hadn't seen before, at least in Europe. It, you know, there's a lot of history that Daniel Levy had a hard on for Mourinho for years. So it was weird. And that for that reason, I thought he was going to stay around for far too long. So I'm really shocked. So my only, when I heard about it, my only thing thinking was, hmm, if he somehow win, somehow pulls off a miracle and beats Man City, he must be in for a payment. So they must have had to get rid of him before that match. Because it was obvious he couldn't last too long. He'd lost, uh, you know, when you start hearing the stories that Daniel Levy uh, was fearing that at least 10 players would be asking for transfers in the summer. So he just, I don't know. I, 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 Mourinho was the wrong fit for the club. It was, it was always a, a flight of fancy by just a chairman who has way too much say in the footballing decisions. As far as I don't, I don't know the, the the Mourinho thing, his personality, and Mark, you can contest because he managed your club too. A lot more fun watching from another club than when watching at your own club. Fuck <laughs> uh, yes, I feel like I feel like the fun got stripped out of him. Uh, two clubs, like not at Inter not before he got to United, but the club before. Yeah, yeah. But Real Madrid, Chelsea. Hey. I don't remember. Either way, it was just like Chelsea. He, yeah, he was. I I did not. I, I, he, Mourinho was the right guy if they could have got him after, say, Sir Alex Ferguson. Obviously, that didn't happen, and it's just, I feel like his shtick has been figured out, and yeah, and like not just like at a stri- strategy level, but just like at a personality level. It's like, yeah, we know what you're doing. Fuck off. Yeah, and nobody's buying into it, or at least not for a whole season's worth. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, I mean his and his tactically his shtick works if you have an incredible defense and Tottenham Hotspur, yeah, not the team who's going to go out and buy you an incredible defense. Well, also if you're not going to play your best defender for most of the season, then really, what's the point? Mm. <laughs> it made for an entertaining documentary. Yes, <laughs> it's it's so almost true. Like it, that is it's true. It's almost like it was all part of the plan. This is not the time to be like, standing around and holding your balls. Nope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> magical. Sorry. No, that's Good fine. Idea. That was that was uh, that was worth asking. <laughs> so yeah. So yay! Enjoy your Champions League fun for the next couple of years. It's so much fun now. Um, yeah, so the Omega League. Yes. The Omega League. <laughs> Let's all meet up in the year 2030 and guarantee that Super League will be happening. Well, then the Super the League, the champion of the Super League will play the champion of the Champions League for the Mega League. Yeah. I need a shower mm-hmm. after that sentence. That's and, fucking dirty as shit. But you know that I'm right. <laughs> Man City, Atlanta United, 2040. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, speaking of Atlanta United, um, so here in here in here in Canada, North America, you know, we play in the Concacaf Champions League. Ooh. Um, no and bullshit there. It's just straight up champions. There's no exactly. like fourth place team it's for like qualifying. The most amazing. <laughs> and the team out of Canada had to work so hard to get their entry into this competition. You have no idea. Um, but um, so uh, yes. as as the uh, as we mentioned, MLS at least in in this this year managed to get all of their entries out of the first round. And so the second round has begun and we've got one round where two MLS teams are meeting one another. So it's Philly and the AU guys. And then the other two that aren't Toronto FC. So Columbus crew and the Portland Timbers um, playing uh, Monterey and uh, club America respectively. So having to actually play Mexican teams. Um, And so Philly destroyed the AU guys in the away leg, which was delightful. And so much fun to watch. Um, and the union have come straight out and said that, no, no, we're going for this. Fuck the league right now. This is our, this is our entire focus. And obviously, I, I, yeah, go for it. Jim Curtin, do it. Um, do the thing. Don't pay and, attention to 2018 Toronto FC. No, 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 there's no lessons to be learned there at all. We don't know what you're talking <laughs> keep about. Going. <laughs> um, and then uh, both the, both the crew and the Timbers matches are uh, far more entertaining in the sense that uh, both matches had late game drama. Both matches ended in draws um, and uh, far, you know, far, you know, far more intense, scrappier, conca-caffier. Um, the Portland one, especially the, the end of it was the last 10 minutes was just stupid. And the awarding of a penalty based on any number of bizarre things that happened within the space of 30 seconds, it seemed. Um, so a lot of fun to be had there. If you didn't get a chance to watch those, I do encourage you look for the highlights because it was silly. But before we move into the TFC talk, um, one of the things I sort of, I just wanted to sort of mention about this or talk about this is that this is where MLS teams start to fail is you know and in, in toronto not to necessarily you know give our, our our the team that we follow a lot of you know tons of credit but they've managed to somehow over you know a, a good amount of time but they've 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 probably done better against mexican sides than most mls sides overall if you're looking at especially recently in recent years um but this is always where the challenge starts to hit for MLS sides and um, to see that already happening. um, You know, clubs have had a week off now. They're less likely to, you know, they're playing in their home stadiums. They don't have um, the, the CCL hangover that their MLS matches had. Right. So they've had time to rest. They've had time to regroup. They're playing in front of their home fans and, you know, yeah, first round was a walk for everybody, but now, now is where it sort of gets interesting. And do you think that with the exception of one, maybe two, obviously one's going to make it through because they're playing another MLS side, but outside of that, the other three MLS versus a Mexican side, do you think anyone's getting out? Um, the Portland and Columbus games, where were the first legs played? 
at their home stadiums. Both here. in America? Okay, both so they're both having the second leg in Mexico. Indeed. Okay, so um, yeah, three Mexican teams and Philadelphia. <laughs> go Philly. Seriously, yeah, go Philly. Whoever makes it, go Philly. I'm fine with that. Good yeah, for them. I'm okay with it. It's the Mexico of Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I'm still unpacking this. <laughs> I don't get it, but I like it. Don't get which part? It's the Mexico of Pennsylvania. Oh. Uh, That's yeah, the come point. on, Tony. You, you think it was Champions it was League? Have you seen the last, like, 45 minutes that we just did? <laughs> this is the most... Tony statement is the most confusing thing that we've said. In the last if you don't minutes. get it, Google it. <laughs> you know... <laughs> If I find it, I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> you guys are the worst. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I, 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 th- I just find it, you know, because every, every, every year, every year, you know, when one MLS team, whether who, regardless of who it is, when one MLS team is doing something okay against a Mexican side, um, and people will point to the draws as, oh, look, no, you know, like they fought to the end. They're, they're going down to Mexico in good shape. No, you're not. Um, TFC obviously are not. And we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. But um, the, the desire for um, the gap between Liga MX and MLS to be, to be closed, to be closer. Oh, we're getting closer. It's still so far away. <laughs> You know, there it is incrementally, you know, teams are getting better in MLS sometimes, but it's, it's, it's just such a different, they're just, it's just, it's just a different league, right? They're at a different level and that's, that's the state of it. And the the whole sort of preseason slash early season versus mid-season thing doesn't help plays a part as well. Yes. But yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a while before. Uh, MLS teams are regularly beating Mexican teams. For sure. By then, they would have just joined the leagues together anyway. Well, there you yeah. go. That's, oh, that's, oh, yeah, to that's do this. coming too. I forgot. Yeah. Super Liga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different stuff. It's gonna if be only so there was some kind of if only there was some kind of event that would be a catalyst to that. All right, it is time for TFC Talk, where we talk about TFC. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's some stuff to we talk about. We don't do the today. unboxing before we talk about TFC. Oh, you want to do some bo- unboxing? All right, okay. Let's we'll do, do yeah. the unboxing now. We'll do some unboxing now. Okay, well, before, before I start the unboxing, then um, I need some guesses. Let's, 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 what's the, uh, what are you, uh, 
do you potentially think is in said box? Can you and hear? You hear the sounds? My fervent wish is that you know finally someone has listened and bought Mark's scarf loom. <gasps> Mm. This is Wait. definitely not a scarf loom. I'm sorry. Yeah. Those are way bigger not. than a bread box, Duncan. I, <laughs> I have so God damn it. this is this is maybe this is maybe a croissant box side. This is not a bread box side. That is for sure. BMP action figures. Oh, oh. oh that would be the that would be... worst and best collectibles ever made. <laughs> If you collect the tokens off the box of each backup one and send away, you get the James Grossi one. I was just gonna say that it's so good. <laughs> uh, All right, other guesses, other guesses before I, uh, I start. I hope it's a puppet of Jason Hernandez, where he's got a sign in his hand, and one side says "Hello," and on the other side says "Hello." <laughs> That's for, that's, uh, you know, you know who you know you know, y'all know who that was for. Yeah, um, yeah, because uh, that would be a. Fucking fa fabulous uh, puppet. Um, but that's a lot of pieces for, for a puppet that's oh. within the box. Kristen, shake it one more time for me. Oh, yeah. I think I got it. Yeah? Yeah. Are you going to wait? And, and the skeleton of bitchy three. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Please. That would be the creepiest <laughs> thing I could think of. Well, it, it, it rattles too much to be a bag of dicks. And I don't think Annie would send us a bag of dicks. So, you mm. know, or a box I, of dicks even. I was hoping for, a, you know, it's like knitted little dolls, the Escobar three, but oh, it rattles too much for that. That um, would have been amazing. Now, do we know it didn't get broken in, in uh, delivery? Because it could have been the Vanny 3000. Oh. <laughs> God, I wish I could remember the sound I made for that joke. Oh. Wasn't that like a woman? That's not the box. Like that. Yes. Anyway. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right. Well, right, I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to begin the unboxing here. All right. Let's see. Okay. Those of you who didn't pay for the video podcast, Kristen's recording the video. Okay. Why am I doing this voiceover? That's okay. You, you can still record the video. All right. That's one side here. Let's Thrilling. See. I know this is exciting. It's oh. Okay, I'm, 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 I'll probably cut out most of the suspense. All right, let's see here. It's a phone. <gasps> oh my god, it's a phone! Yeah, <laughs> very generous. Wow. We have the best fans. Uh, for the record, uh, we're on we're on Zoom. Kristen has turned her camera on and she's holding up her phone, filming the opening of the box. And yeah, the, what, the I don't know how into well this, into the picture, and we just pulled it. That's why that joke is. <laughs> Share with the class. Oh my Share god. Class. Oh my god. It's amazing. It's amazing. Share with the class. What is it, Kristen? Jesus. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I have to now show the actual uh show the panelists. So uh mm -hmm. here it is. Here's what we got. I hope uh, I get one the second. next package that gets mailed. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's a big that's a bloody big deal oh my god is it really it really is oh that's fantastic that's amazing uh, all right this is this is what we got this is fucking fantastic uh thank you annie um i will build it quite happily because i love playing with lego and uh yeah that's that's awesome 
Now to so, find a tiny Jermaine Defoe. Right? Yes. Like he's tiny as it is, but we need a tinier one. Um, and a tiny Michael Bradley. He was part of that Michael whole Bradley. deal. That's true. Mm. That's true. And a tiny Drake on the phone. So Kristen, just mm. describe what it is you're holding. So it. we have received a uh, a a double decker uh, bus, um, UK style, uh, which of course harkens back to the best the best of times in the land of TFC. Um, oh, now it's been opened already. So. Let me just. Oh, I'm still hoping that maybe this is a double bluff and bitchy bones are inside. Yeah, yeah. It's not actually a bust. There's uh, something else entirely like inside. No. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. Uh oh, hold. Substitute, substitute bricks. See instructions. I was kind of hoping that in the substitute bricks thing was a little, a little Michael Bradley and a little Jermaine Defoe. I mean, I think I feel like you could make any Lego man Michael Bradley. Sure. Uh, that's true. That's true. Be yeah. I have, I have and a not, and not kind of vast fun. collection of Lego minifigs. So we'll see what um, we'll see what I can I can put together. Um, but dear listeners, if anybody has uh tfc lego minifigs that you know they they want to donate to the cause um let us know yeah. <laughs> we need a We're tin lego wiki one package and she's pandering for more look at this damn mm-hmm. right yeah. so exciting yeah. we got mail someone sent us mail it's very exciting this is how it begins boys this is this is this is how it yes begins. This is, yes. it, it's been this a long this. pension grift. We've been doing seven years. Now right. the gifts are finally rolling in. It's finally. all been worth it. <laughs> We're rich in Lego. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Annie. Thank yes, you, Annie. Thank you, Annie. That's Fun. amazing. Um, all right. Wow. Actually, this sort of works, uh, speaking of Lego, uh, since uh, who was it on the Twitters that recently over a great deal of time using many, 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 many kits of Lego built a Lego BMO field. Yes, Ooh. I remember seeing that. Was almost that, as uh, good as the real one. Almost as good as the real one. Is that, was it Richard Barter? Richard, one, one of, the, anyway, yes. I'm getting the name wrong and I apologize. Um, I should look before I speak, obviously. But there um, goes our next Lego. I know, I know. Uh, now we're, so now we're BMO just field. Mega blocks after this. <laughs> Duplo, we'll get Duplo. Don't send us Playmobil. <laughs> what? What's wrong with Playmobil? Uh, everything, everything. Yeah. That's the. Yeah. This is its own other podcast. We're not doing the Playmobil bit, but shit, not talk about it. Fine. All right. Um, in an interview recently, last week, um, President, former VMP guest, TFC President <clears throat> Bill Manning. Mm. Um, was talking to some other place and uh, were you on the show? About, yeah, them. I wasn't. No, sorry. Um, mm. They were all talking about the World Cup and World Cup venues and things like that. And BMO Field is expected or confirmed, no, expected to be uh, one of the venues for the 2026 World Cup. And uh, it's, a, it's uh, a cathedral of football. <laughs> <laughs> one of the great. Uh, yes, it is. So. BMO Field will obviously need to be expanded uh, mm. for such an event, such an occasion. Uh, currently, BMO Field holds about 30,000 with the, the last renovation. Um, and we remember the last time they expanded it. Um, mm. And that was, I don't want to ever sit in those seats. So um, 
And I think that took it up to, it was like 36,000. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't even think it hit, I know, I don't even think it hit 40, did it? No. So, this, yeah, they're saying the stadium will have to expand to roughly 45, 46,000 seats. And mm. they're going to double so, deck the tunnel club. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. yeah, I don't see how there's any way they're going to do that without having to kind of take down some of the rebuilding that they did in 2015 or 16 or whatever it well, is. That's what I'm oh. trying to. Well, uh, either that, well, or they kick the Argos out so they can build a proper north stand. It's going to have to be north stand. There's no way. North and fill in the, the corners. Place. Yeah, it's going to have to be infill north at a double deck north stand. That's the only way you can get fifteen thousand. Yeah, some big stand going have. all the way back to the QEW, like over well, the food building and everything. Well over the food, well over the food building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too bad food building. No more free shows, assholes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> had it too good Samuel. for too long. Mm. I mean, even at the south end, I mean, sure they can put some temporary things back there like they did before, but then the canopy is going to get in the way. You can only put so much in there. So unless they're going to like take down the canopy to be able to build something ridiculously fucking tall, you're not going to get that many in there. I, yeah. I'm still very, very interested as to how they're going to get this as it is right now into forty-five thousand. Hear me out. Go Glass on. roof. Oh, it's an experience like CN Tower. <laughs> You buy seat. You buy you know a place standing room upstairs on the roof and watch watch the match from above. Could fit a solid five thousand people up there. <laughs> I like this. Wow. Architecture is speaking perfectly fine. It can be like one of those like a roller coaster kind of thing where they kind of just hang you upside down. So you know people like even me who's standing on a glass floor, it kind of makes it a bit awkward to see. But, you know, if everyone's just like hung upside down, hovering over a glass yeah. floor, that, this could work. Yeah. <laughs> I, you gave me another idea. What if we just reroute the cable car from the CNE in a circle around the pitch? And you just get, and you get to watch the match from all angles during the match. You just go round and round. Wow. <laughs> we're such yes. good helpers we're such good helpers it's it's what would they do without us really <laughs> so yeah so that'll be um interesting is 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 one way of putting it um i mean the yeah. best thing about it is how none of us will be able to afford to go you're right that <laughs> is the absolute best thing <laughs> when 42 and a half thousand seats are uh, handed over to you know every sponsor You've Under the sun, yeah. yeah, yeah, and the others go to the away supporters, yeah. <laughs> Yay! But World Cup in Canada, am I right? Mm. Yeah, but that's why you you've go, been well, a, you... that's why you've been a loyal voyageur going to every single game that you possibly can all this time to to, to build up that uh, that credit so you can get a ticket, right, Tony? Mm -hmm. I, absolutely. <laughs> that, that, I, why? I, I mean, if this goes tits up, I know who to blame. <laughs> yes. Kristen. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks. Thanks. You guys are the worst. Um, all right. So a couple of uh TFC matches to talk about. And it it's such a such a it's such a weird week. Like it feels like it was two weeks ago that 
Toronto played the Whitecaps, but no, it was just on the weekend. Um, and while the match wasn't as bad as when they played Montreal the week before, because comical goals count, um, it still wasn't great, you know. It, was it like, wasn't okay. convincing. Not really, no. No, still still missing, you know, players and, and rocking a, a cobbled together somewhat lineup. But um, congratulations, Luke Singh. Yay. Good job. Mm. Well done. Well done. First goal. Decent performance from him. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it was an uninspiring match, right? And I don't know that, I don't know what I actually expected from it um, based on the previous week's performance and the fact that Vancouver are a much faster team and that Toronto is missing. Toronto is missing Chris Mavinga is, is, is basically all I keep thinking about is the fact that he is like the defender that can at least make recovery runs. And while they try to employ this high press thing that, they don't seem to be able to execute that well. Um, they're going to keep getting burned. And mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, it was a game. Um, I it, it, listen, there's like, it's like two prompt, uh, you know, Let's hear it. Youth, youth movement. That was the one part Which of I love. this year. And the, yeah, sure. And the other part is, is his depressing style. And like, there's much better teams with much better players around the world who try, you know, the high tempo, high press game. And it takes a long time to get your team uh, used to it like yeah. we're only two games in, into well you know not including the continental but two games into this could take a very long time and this is where we go back to the patience we were talking about preseason and you know now getting a new player and rumors of a more veteran presence possibly on the horizon but um yeah it's gonna this is this is the teething problems are are not going away anytime soon it's gonna take a while if this is what they are really dedicated to in hiring Armas and knowing his style he wanted to play and going with uh, a young team. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very interesting to see just how much patience uh, the TFC supporters as a whole have for this experiment. Well, yeah, and that's, that's always the question, right? And it's going to be, you know, there's already because soccer fans, any sporting fan are so patient, right? Everybody knows that patience mm-hmm, is legendary, mm-hmm. um, but already, oh, not good enough and this and that. And I'm, I'm already seeing people talking about, oh, Armist isn't even going to last, won't even last the year, which isn't true. Mm-hmm. There's, he's here. Like everyone just accept it. And unless, unless this is Kuberman's worst team in the world, bad, Oh, let's hope so. Well, that would be that would be entertaining <laughs> and a whole different. I, I um, miss those days. Kind of too, right? It's we're, we're yeah, it's bullshit. We're, we've got a point in the league already. We're I, so mm. we're so broken inside, right? That we want. I need to be punished. <laughs> want that back? I know, right? Um, but unless that happens, there's he's he's here. He's here for he's here for this season for sure. He's probably here for two years. And and the reason the reason why um, is that TFC of old 
was, you know, very fond of the quick knee jerk reaction um, in terms of, of their, of their coaching staff and look where that got things. Now that also had to do with ownership, but you've got a, a general manager who knows and has worked with the coach who has a similar, we believe from what we can tell from interviews and such has a similar vision and things. And I, 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 and I'm not saying this because suddenly I'm the biggest Chris Armas fan. I, I really don't have, I still don't fully have an opinion of him yet because it's hard to have a proper opinion of this squad, the way it currently is operating. Um, but I honestly, I don't, I don't see any way that he leaves um, within this season, regardless of what happens, regardless of their success. I just don't see it. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think they're committed to this for a season at the very least. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, I think calamity would be the only way, like an absolute ridiculous record with no signs of pulling out of the nosedive. Agreed. I feel like uh, I feel like aside from obvious is it obvious uh, defensive woes we um, (laughs) uh, like he's got plenty of time. He's got plenty of time. Um, The kids will get better for like injuries will heal like it's you know miss me with this fatalist shit it's only been like five games two of which have been league like really fucking mm-hmm. calm thine tits people we've already knocked out a mexican team for christ's sakes what more do you want this is this is the miracle okay the miracle has already happened exactly we got out of the first round with that squad with that unproven young what the hell squad? We had no right getting like, out of that they, first round. They somehow go down to Azteca, win 2-0. They could finish dead fucking last in the league. And I'm like, this has been a great season. Because you took out the best first half of the league team in Mexico. And then you took out the, the best second half of the league team in Mexico. Which, exactly. What have the rest of you done? Fuck off. Champions of Mexico. By default, we are the champions of Mexico. <laughs> Which is fucking awesome, and that should yeah, be given to a scarf and sold exclusively at Vocal Minority. But yeah, but then we lost that belt to Montreal. Yeah, what's yeah. Montreal, stole our, Montreal, Montreal stole our Texas? They stole our Mexican title. Has anyone beat Montreal yet? It's not. Um, do, do they still own it? I feel like that. Uh, I think that they might still own it. Available at Champions League. You can only get. Oh, them. it's a oh, it's a Mexican TV title. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> CMLL, I'm, which all right, it's that's that's a Mexican wrestling fed. Um, yeah. Anyway, regardless, um, this is this is nothing. This is nothing. This is nothing. This is the start. This is a warm up. We've got we've got fresh Venezuelans who are just landed. We've got players healing up. We've got like it's it's just beginning. Yeah, we got more than enough players coming in so that all those young kids can sit the fuck down and we can just relax. Exactly. Not them anymore. <laughs> Yet somehow we don't you... have a replacement for Zavaleta. I don't like I don't understand that. We've got replacement for good players. Why don't we have replacement for less than good players? I mean he's an international defender. Exactly. Just because he's visited places, Tony does not make him an international. <laughs> 
Hey, he's I've not been Canadian. On am I an international podcaster? Hmm? Am I? He, he's not Canadian, and he certainly sounds international. I, well, no, well, he's got a Q in his name. That's pretty friggin' international. That's, that's, that's yes. very. It's that's, very exotic. That also might be the best part about him. So, Eric I'm, with the Q, I, not I, a K. I, I just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so yes, all right. Well, then, First then moving thing. on to where we were talking about, and then let's talk about the the match against Cruz Azul. So oh, but, but, but we need to surely go back and talk about that goal because oh, <laughs> that's just the greatest fucking thing ever. When that <laughs> happened, I mm, <laughs> I do enjoy a comedy goal. Never mind a like three different words comedy goal. I. Mm, that was delightful. Uh, like uh, you know, like yeah, like the ricochet off the like did the did the like kicking it into your it? own player's head into his face, like yeah, yeah, yeah that was it just bounces right to Osorio. Then the the just the, the desperate lunge from the goalie. No, you almost got it, but no, you didn't. I, the desperate, oh. it, it was it was mm. right up there in uh, in good desperate lunging. That's true. That is it's true. That like was Evan a, Bush. And, I was gonna uh, say that's almost Evan Bush quality. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that he was... almost saved it, but no, it still went in anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, so yes. Good. Comedy goals always count, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. Um, but again, less good time was the match against Cruz Azul uh, late Tuesday night, um, mm-hmm. and it it was not worth staying up late for, even though I did. Um, I'm usually up, but it was just, you know, I don't like to be angry and sad when I'm up that late, you know, at least not for this reason, different reasons, but, um, I know back to, back to the, back to, back to the positive, wonderful match. Um, yeah, this was, it was not, a, it was not an impressive performance. It wasn't good. Right. And, um, there was, you know, some excitement, I guess, about getting some injured players back. But when those injured players don't do anything, when they're on the pitch, really, is it exciting? Um, and what it's was... Like that, I, Justin Moore. Yeah, well, he had his, he had his less than shiny moments. Um, mm. But what was highlighted, and this is, and it's, it's so frustrating that we talk about this, but that it was so glaringly bad. We've talked about this for years and it's maddening um is this inability to defend set pieces and it's 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 i i don't know is it assist is it is it just something within the tfc dna like do they just do they do they get together in the office and go okay guys what are the things we need to work on this year you know we want to yeah we want to like do this so michael we want to move you up and we're going to try this out with some of the younger players and that's great um you know, oh, what about set pieces, boss? I don't need to worry about that. We're fine. We're fine. I, and and then to see Chris Armas sort of talking about it after the fact, like, yeah, obviously that's something, you know, we haven't really had a chance to work on. Pardon? I feel like they've been going to this for a while now. Hey. It, 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 exactly. You, you think this should be something to talk? Yeah, no? Okay. It just it's frustrating to to watch them be so comically bad on it when it's it's basic soccer skills. 
as far as I'm concerned, but maybe that's just me. Mm. No, it, it, it's me too. It is very frustrating. I mean, you know, at least like one of them, I was, you, know, you watch it and it's like, what the fuck is Michael Bradley doing? And then you kind of watch it again and say, oh, and this guy, oh, and that guy. I, and this is like, this is, you know, a complete, uh, you know, three or four different players that are just fucking this up. It's like, eh, yeah, okay. This is not really something that can be pinned on one individual player. It's just, oof. Oh, yeah, no, it's collectively <laughs> bad. Um, and it's on, you know, like, Omar Gonzalez did bad things. Michael Bradley did bad things. And, you know, Justin Morrow had a couple dicey moments and we'll talk about know, Eric Zavall. Like just, you know, there was, there was just, there was so little to recommend from this match. Um, but the defensive stuff is really, again, it's what stands out now, but it, it overshadows the, the, the lack of, the still glaring lack of creativity um, in the final third for Toronto right now. And, you know, if the, the hope of course, is that all the hope currently, well, before the other day being pinned on the return of Pozuelo um, to, to pull the strings and to, and to get things going um, for the attack because they look lost without you know, anyone sending in balls or drawing the defense and like, there's good players out there who, who know how to score goals. Um, but it's just, it seems really stagnant in that part of the pitch right now. Mm. Um, so yeah, it seems stagnant. They're just trying to come out from the back as well. I mean, yeah, I feel like what Cruiser Duel were doing is what TFC want to do, but it's like TV trying to pass it out from the back. And just like the entire Cruiser Duel team is right there in that half of the pitch, and we could just get nowhere again and again and again. It's like, oh, right. it's, that's the plan. That's what, you know, the whole pressing this with eventually like TFC to be doing. But it's like, well, we were just hopeless at being able to, to get through that or get past that. It's, oof. Oof. Yeah, and Cruz Azul were like they played good. a really good game. Yeah. They were they were they were entertaining. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, and it, so it, it's terrible, right? It's terrible to be down that many goals going into uh, the away leg next week, um, because they have to like, it, and it won't happen. Like this is. I shouldn't say that. Anything can happen in sport. Anything can happen in sport. But regardless, I think, of who they get back, um, that uh, they will have no chance uh, next week, I don't think. Um, and since I realized I forgot to put predictions for that match on here, let's just do that now. Um, or, well, hold on. I have one other question, because I know we have to go fairly shortly. But um, Konkavar which I personally am a big fan of, but I feel like I am the only one that's on this podcast that likes VAR, and I'm not trying to start an hour-long discussion about VAR. Well, <laughs> pull, up your, pull up your chairs. We'll do that mm. next week. Um, but on I an all-new Vocal Minority Pod. <laughs> I, think, I think the addition With of guest VAR... star Elliot Gould. ...to CONCACAF is delightful, personally. 
I, I, I just think the, 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 I just think it, I think it's a good um, thing. It, it worked Bar out very well for TFC. But I feel like, you know, a couple of those decisions that worked out very well for TFC were clearly wrong. I mean, that, that, that was clearly a penalty, but it didn't get given. I, that was mm. clearly a penalty. No, you are correct. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. That should have gone the other way. hundred percent, hundred percent. So. Um, I mean, is that where we had to play in the, the NFL stadium? So that no. they, they could have like the, the proper enough cameras to be able to do VAR? Or is it completely some other decision? I love the oh, fact that know. we've played three home games and they've all been at different stadiums. Different stadiums That's delightful. It's the, TF, it's the TF, it's the TFC. Yeah, we're yes. the, we're, yeah. Forget Bolton. We're the real Toronto Wanderers. Wanderers. Toronto yes. Wanderers. Sign me up. Yes. Ah, oh, here we go. Here's our new club to support the Toronto Wanderers. Uh-huh. Um. And I think we all agree it's not time for panic stations yet. So um, everyone who is, as Mark said, calm your tits. Um, I want my tits just, to be angry. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Tony, get some ice. Calm them. Calm them. Fine. <laughs> ice isn't going to help. Anyway, um, so I think... Um, package holder. Jeez. I want my nipples enraged like pepperonis. Mm-hmm. Chorizo, um, even. Mm. <laughs> okay, go on. All right. Um, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh-huh. mm. Fucking dirty talker. You you know. right. This podcast has taken a really unfortunate mm. turn. Um, okay, predictions for next week's match away to Cruz Azul at the Azteca. How badly do TFC lose? 1 0 to Cruz Azul because Cruz Azul don't really have to try so they won't really try but you know comfortable one nil win for them okay they started the first half of the first game like that it's like yeah we'll take this easy and then then they put then they put the guns on um yeah i'll go to, i'm gonna say two nil for uh la machina Using the uh, fifa approved angry nipple scale i'm going with uh, spicy taco meat And and a and a score prediction, please. That's all you need to know. Spicy taco meat. All right, so Tony <laughs> so says I'm, I, Toronto to Cruz Azul. No, no, you know okay. my my nipples will be enraged, like like spicy taco meat. Meaning Toronto will lose. Yeah, three nil. There we go. Um, I'm going with two one because just to just because they'll they'll have that tiny little sense of hope, and then it'll all come crashing down. Um, now the main question is not the main question, other than will Pozuelo be there, but Will latest TFC signing Jefferson Soteldo Who? be Jefferson Soteldo? Do you mean you don't know the name? Again, yeah, I, I thought I you like liked. I, I thought you I liked feel, soccer. I feel like I I follow a you know TFC related podcast very closely, and I've never heard them talk about this guy at all. We've signed somebody new. We've signed somebody new from Venezuela. Ooh, yes. and Gallardo. This guy um, played for Santos. They're like the Barcelona of Brazil. Well, so yeah, so that's True. that's one of the things that is being the, the Venezuelan Pele, number ten. Mm. That's right, is being Venice, leaned Venezuela. on. <laughs> Venezuela is being leaned on pretty heavily. Is that 
uh, Soteldo wore the the number 10 at Santos. Um, and that is a big deal. But I will say, having done a very, very little bit of, of research, um, a lot of the, at least the chatter from fans of the club, um, of him, you know, there's been a lot of positive you guys are going to really enjoy him. You guys are getting a great player. Here's lots of great highlight film. Like there hasn't been a ton of <laughs> suckers. Good luck. Good luck. You know, like what you sometimes see. So there hasn't been a lot of that. So that in a weird way is encouraging. Um, mm -hmm. he, he's tiny, but TFC like, like, like to we've, buy the, the tiny players. We've had, we've let's be, let's, let's be, fair. we've done well. We've gone 50-50 with uh, short players. I mean, Grande Pequeño uh, went off to Real Salt Lake and became really good. That's fine. And then Hey, he never forget moments. that FC Dallas match. Come on. I, I would Look, not count Joe Plata as a failure. We, we misused Plata. He, yes. he went somewhere else and turned into awesome, which we all know he could do. But uh, as, as we have all witnessed throughout the history of this club, um, not all managers are created equal. In fact, we find the shittiest ones sometimes. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited if, if, if he can, like, if he can do he, any, do half get, of what it seems he can get like he 14 can do. goals a season. Like holy shit, this guy's amazing. Anything past that is like yay bonus. I know we're paying him a crap ton of money, but I don't know if anybody else in the team is going to get 14 goals this year. So. <laughs> That is a good point. Mm -hmm. Serious question, though. What uh, about him is uh, what sound does a Venezuelan Vespa make? <laughs> uh, I figured it was a lower CC engine than an Italian one. Um, one uh, of the things that I think is. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Duncan. No, I was just going to say, you know, Santos and, you know, the Brazilian League, Copa Libertadores, uh, do, they all sound good. So it's promising, but. Uh, you know, again, to once again dust off my trusty big book of British stereotypes oh, no. about Johnny Farner. You can't trust a tricky winger. <laughs> you can't trust a tricky winger. They're so all in kryptonite. Um, yeah. The thing that intrigues me about him and that I think is potentially a, a really a really good thing and could, you know, definitely give TFC um, a different look is is that he's left footed. And that's nice. That's the that's the devil's foot. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. <laughs> but it's you know it, again it's obviously you want you want your creative players your attacking players to be a little little more ambidextrous if possible. But to have someone who has that as a as like a favor as a as a dominance isn't um, isn't something you see a lot and and certainly not for Toronto at least not an attacking player. Um, and I just, I think that's kind of, uh, I think that'll be, like I said, it'll add like another dimension to how they, uh, how they move forward. Hopefully, yes. Yeah, I mean, you see, I mean, whatever foot you're on, it doesn't really matter because now everyone's inverted and it's all nonsense these days, you know, it's, I mean, are they going to stick him on the right wing so he can come inside on his left foot or what are they going to do? It's, it's, Everything's changed these days. The game's gone. 
the game's gone. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to tell me next? Man, he's, a, he's a Mazala. Left foot is playing on the right. I, come on. Remember, remember Positive Duncan from, from, from a few weeks ago who was like all like sunshiny and looking forward to things and yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah. Something, something quit living in the past. I wasn't, yeah. that wasn't going to last. We <laughs> um, now uh, he is, you know, because one of the things with sport is that there's always, you know, there's agents and things like that. So he's represented by the same agents, uh, agency. I don't know if it's the same agent. Uh, so Joseph Martinez, um, Duncan's favorite player, Erickson Gallardo, um, mm. and uh, some other MLS players. But those, those guys have never steered us wrong. Never, ever. Yeah. Um, but I am excited about seeing him play with Pozuelo. And I think, you know, that would be an exciting, hopefully, you know, obviously as expected, um, combination. And now that hopefully Altidore is apparently so far still healthy and some of the other attacking players, it was good to see Akinola get some minutes, um, have him back um, to be able, once Pozuelo comes back, that he can, he can, he can play dropped back and he doesn't have to be you know, this bizarre, you know, up at the top of an attacking line where he doesn't belong. Um, and then having, having uh, Soteldo out on the wing. I just, I think there's, again, it's an exciting possibility, but it's obviously going to be a bit of time, I think, before we see it gel. But they are talking like he might play next Tuesday. Like he's in Florida now, um, going through whatever quarantine procedure he has to go through. I have no idea what it is. They haven't really spelled it out, but there's potential. It's like a there. deep wash. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> it's like when you get the spray, the spray jets at the the hand car wash. Oh, nice! Yeah. Love it, love it. Does that get some bleach up there at his lungs and all that sort of thing? Oh yeah. Oh, mm. that'd be perfect. All right. Um, before we go, just one last thing, and that is the alligator in the room. Um, so, you know, STFC fans, we've seen, you know, we've seen obviously bitchies, the Hawks, um, we've seen cats, we've seen squirrels, uh, but at practice the other day in Florida, the TFC players were visited by alligator and, um, there's a funny video to watch. It was quite comical. Um, and obviously they're in the land of the gators. Um, I think potentially that it was uh, a prank from my uh, Miami Vice as a hearkening back to, uh, mm -hmm. to Don Johnson and Philip Michael Thomas. What was the gators name in Miami Vice? Was it Elvis? Yes. Elvis. So I, I, I think it's, <laughs> that's like the son of Elvis or something, or it still could be Elvis. Alligators live for a really long time. Who knows? Um, but I think it was a prank. I think they uh, were they're like, ah, watch this. Let's see what they do. And uh, yeah. So now new what TFC mascot. Where did that alligator come from? I, Who knows? You never know. And again, you see one on a golf course coming out of a pond. That makes sense. Where the fuck was that alligator coming from? I have no idea. <laughs> Oh, it was great. How did it waddle all the way out to the side of wherever TFC were training? It seemed like it was a pretty wide open fucking space they were in. Where did it come from? That's the question. That mm. is the question. 
And props anyway. to whoever started the, the alligator Twitter account. Good, Good wholesome friend. Yes, indeed. Hopefully they can get together with the uh, BMO Black Cat guy and just really hang out, reminisce over the time they were a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I just I want to just give props to uh, TFC social media team. Between the announcement for Tam and that, I mean, you're you're crushing it. You're absolutely <laughs> fucking crushing it. I look forward to all of them, all of your releases over the course of the season. If they're half that good, you're a star. You're an absolute star. So thank you. Uh, good times. Good there's times. That, that there's, there's actually already a TFC Gator on Twitter. It has yeah. been for years and years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know that guy, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I'd thought of it at the time, but, you know. He was talking about the head of the curve, right? So. Mm. Well, all right. Well, that's our show. That's our show for this week. Um, Please join us next week when we talk about uh, TFC being out of the CCL and being able to focus on uh, strictly on MLS um, and see what the other MLS teams do for CCL. Um, Maybe we'll talk about VAR some more. (laughs) Who knows? That could be a whole show in itself. Um, We'll see what else is happening in the world of football. Things will happen. Maybe we'll uh, do some MLS voices for you. Who knows? I have been. Send us more gifts. Send us more gifts. gifts. We we like gifts. We like Mm. gifts. Chill. No, no, no. Money, money is to money is from our generous Patreon supporters to 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 support us. Still a gift. True. I guess. Um, but we we like we like other things. Send Mark a loom. You know, money fits in a box. <laughs> money fits in a box. Send send twenty seven dollars in non sequential bills. No. Um, and there's going to be coins, so you can rattle them so you make noise. <laughs> Twenty-seven dollars worth of old Canadian pennies to Kristen Falls. Oh no! The poor, the poor male guy. The poor male guy. Like, think of how heavy that would be. That would be awful. Um, All right, Uh, that's our show. I've been joined by the entire Vocal Minority podcast Uh, out there on the Twitter is at Duncan D Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Hello, you're all hypocrites, and I hate you all. Hello. On the tweet machine, <laughs> see Mr. Tony Walsh. Again, just an honor to be part of the Kristen Knowles podcast family. Um, uh, in the Twitterverse, at Kitner and Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinkley. Thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for your continued support and gifts. <laughs> uh, we appreciate it. Uh, you do not need to send any more gifts. Money's a gift. Uh, but uh, if somebody's foolish enough to uh, send a send a loom, uh, I will start appealing for space to uh, keep said loom and run the fucking thing. <laughs> so um, you know, just heads up, just a heads up. Spoil if one happens, the other happens. Just. Mm. Uh, as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet uh, at KZ Knowles. I have been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it.
Fagundes. 